Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Somebody say, His grace can come alive even in the old. Absolutely, because I'm getting older and his grace is made new in my life every day. How many thankful for that? How many old folks in a, how many old folks in the house? Just, just see, I'm just pushing on y'all just a little bit. But this entire book, the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation, cover to cover, every page, every verse is creating a picture. It's framing up a picture and pointing you and I to Jesus. So we're on a quest to find Jesus. We're on a quest uh, to find him, to see him, and to become more like him. Are you there yet? Jonah chapter 1. Anybody not there? Well, if for those that aren't there, we're going, it's going to be up on the screen for you. Jonah chapter 1. And it says this, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Stop. Now, it's important. See, that's what you do when you're doing a, a book study. You just you don't try to read through. You just stop and pick out parts. So that's what we're going to do. Tell your neighbor, say, stay with me. Stay with me. It's important that we get this, that it said the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Everybody say, come to Jonah. Why'd it have to come to him? Because he probably wasn't where he's supposed to be. Many times the word of the Lord has to come to us because we're not in a place where it can just fall on us. He has, he has to come to to us. But what we need to understand and why that's so important, I don't know what's going on right there, but we're going to figure that out, is Jonah is, is, is a prophet. And, and he, he's, a prophet is someone who hears from God and then just speaks out to the people what God is trying to say. Turn to your, turn to your neighbor. I'm going to get you doing a lot of talking tonight, okay? So y'all just, just go ahead and just loosen up, you know, roll your sleeves back like this and just whatever. Tell your neighbor, tell him, say, you might be a prophet, what, what, am, what am I saying? God wants to use you to be a vessel to speak to other people. How many, how many believe that tonight? That God wants to use you. Do you believe that tonight? God wants to use you. And what we need to know is this, that the word of the Lord is still going forth. That's why we're looking at something in the Old Testament so we understand the word of the Lord. It came to Jonah then and it's coming to us tonight on February the 1st. Oh my gosh, we're already in month two of this new year. Is that not crazy? We're going to be knocking down the door to December before we know it. Jesus, have mercy. It's, it's crazy. But what we need to know is God still wants to speak to people today. That's why we gather in this room every week. God wants to speak to us. And if you'll make yourself available to God, he'll begin to speak to you. Now, if you were here Sunday morning, uh, I, 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 I used a word that I heard from a podcast called um, preparation. Say that word with me. Say that word with me, preparation. Preparation is important. It's important that you prepare. That's why what we did in worship at the end, I prayed and said, God, we've prepared ourselves and because I've prepared myself for God to speak to me even though I'm delivering. I want God to speak into my life tonight. It's important that you and I prepare ourselves before we ever come in here. And I said this Sunday morning because so many people believe that the harvest in our life and how God flourishes in our life has everything to do with the quality of the seed that comes from the platform. 
But it, it's not necessarily just the quality of the seed. It has more to do with the quality of the soil. It has more to do with you have actually, because if we were to go out there, that's why that, that, that stretch of property out there in front of the elementary school is nicely in nice rows. If they would have just went out there when it was all dry and hard and threw some seed out there, how many knows very little anything's going to grow out there? Unless it could find a hole and got down. No, no, no. There was some plowing, there was some preparation that had to be done. That's why it's important that you and I prepare ourselves before we get in here so that when the seed does fall, we can receive a harvest. Amen? So let me challenge you. Every, every Sunday and every Wednesday, before you, man, make preparation for God to speak and open yourself up. I know that's, you got to be vulnerable and so we can have moments of intimacy with God. Amen? So the word of the Lord came to Jonah, and it's interesting to know that Jonah's name actually meant dove. If you look at, if you do a word, Jonah's name in the Hebrew actually meant dove, and it's interesting because birds have this instinct that they know when a storm's coming. How many birds in the house? You don't have to admit that because I'm fixing to set you up. They flee before the storm comes. Why? To escape harm. How many of us know when something when that person's getting ready to walk in the door at our job, and you know it's like, they're like, what's that Tasmanian devil? Just, I probably shouldn't do that real, real fast, because that could be very dangerous tonight. But how many knows that when that person comes, you avoid them, because why? Because trouble's coming. Everybody say, trouble's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be so funny, because when that person hits the door tomorrow of your office, you're going to be like, hey, that's trouble. T-R-O-U-B-L-E. Amen. So, so, so it, they, the birds know when a storm's coming, so they flee. And Jonah is known as the reluctant prophet. We know that as studying the life of Jonah because he's known for what? Running away. And what's amazing is this. His dad, Amittai, the name Amittai means truth. So Jonah was the son of truth, but he had all kinds of problems. What was his number one problem? He was a runner. Y'all remember that, that, that chick flick, Runaway Bride? God bless our souls, men, yes, that we've had to actually sit and endure that. But we'll do anything for our honey, yes. She'll be like, you want to watch it tonight? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> but Jonah's problem is he tends to run away. So ask yourself tonight, what are you running away from that you should be running to? What are you running away from that you should be running to tonight? What am I running away from that I should be running to? Listen, I can't speak for you, but I've made up my mind in 2017. I'm not going to run away from one thing that God has called me to. Yes, God has done some great. God did great things in this ministry in 2016. He's done great things. He did great things in my life and in my family. But I refuse to run away from one thing that God is calling me to in 2017. It's so funny because as we were going into the fast... I was believing God and, and praying and seeking his face uh, uh, for some clear direction over my life. How many, how many of y'all were seeking God through that fast? Whatever you fasted, whether it was cell phone, Facebook, time, you know, all that. In, in, whatever you fasted, believing God for something. And it's so funny that he made it crystal clear. to be. We try to be so deep with stuff, but Jesus has a way of making us feel like dummies because it's like this. Anything that causes, listen to this. Anything that causes you to doubt the original call, you don't have to pray about it. That's not from God. Anything that causes you to doubt or put doubt in your mind over the thing that he told you you're to do, it's not of God. That's what he did to, to, to Eve in the Garden of Eden. 
The serpent came and said, ye should not surely die. God said, hey, you can have all of this in the garden, but don't eat of this tree. Don't eat of this tree. It's, it's of the, uh, uh, the good and evil. Don't eat of that tree. And then the serpent comes and says, hey, you really think he meant that? Caused her to doubt God. Then what happened? We know the rest of the story. So for your own life, anytime you doubt the thing that you were once confident that God called you to do, don't, don't, don't even, don't even put, give any attention to that. Okay? Listen. No longer am I going to run from what I'm afraid of. No longer am I going to run away from the things that I just don't understand. And no longer will I run away from the things that seem impossible. How many knows with God all things are possible? I'm not running away. Some of y'all need to write that down. I'm not running away from the things that I don't understand. I'm not running from those things. God, I, I don't really understand, but I'm still going to go anyway. Remember that, that, that series we did on even if? I'm going to do it even if. That's my even if faith. Even if I don't understand. God, you said to do that, so I'm going to do that. Oh, when doubt comes in, that's going to make me press harder to what he originally told me to do. Are you following me tonight? I'm running to the storms. I'm running to the problems. And I'm running to the challenges. Why am I doing that? Because I believe that on the other side of the challenge is where I'm going to see my destiny come into fruition. Maybe you missed that. I'm going to press into the problems. I'm going to press into the things that I don't understand. I'm going to press into the challenges because I know that on the other side of my challenges where I'm going to see my destiny occur. That's where you're going to see your destiny occur. So we know that, that Jonah's name, it means dove or he flies away. And I just got this feeling tonight, I'm sorry to break the news to you, that um, there's a Jonah in all of us. There's a little Jonah in all of us. Can you turn to your neighbor and tell him, say, I think you got a little Jonah in you. All right, let's verse 2. Verse 2. But we're not getting very far. We, we went 10 minutes, 20, 15 minutes, I don't know, on one verse. Good Lord. Everybody say, it's still good though. Yeah, 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 it is. His word is always good. Verse 2. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it everybody say against it <laughs> i'm gonna run to the challenge see how much how, how, how much we really mean that and preach against it why because its wickedness has come up before me first thing that we need to discover is this god doesn't always tell you to do something that you like god's not going to tell you to do something that's going to make you mr pop mr or mrs popularity He's not going to get you to always do something that, that's within your zone of comfort. Hello, church. <laughs> He's not going to do it. It said God was sending him to preach against it. In 2017, there is a truth that we all must embrace that God may ask me to do something that I just don't like. We all want to follow Christ up until the point of inconvenience. Up until the point of I might lose some friends on Facebook. And, and this, this thing about Jonah, he always gets a bad rap. He, he does. And we, we remember, God asked Jonah to do something. He said, I don't want to. He gets on a boat. Everything gets crazy. We're going to get there. Probably not tonight, but we're going to get there. It's only four chapters, so we're going to take our time. But he gets a bad rap. But what we need to understand is this. He had a legitimate reason for not wanting to go. And this is it. We must understand this, that Nineveh was the capital of Assyria. 
What's so big about that? Assyria at the time was a worldwide power. It was known as a barbaric community. What do you mean by barbaric? I'm talking about the, the guys from Assyria would roll up in your town, kill everybody, and then bury you outside the, the city and, and bury your body and leave everything but your head so that anybody that came to the city after that would know that Assyria had been there. That's pretty jacked up if you ask me. And just let you die like that. Just bury you. You can't move, but your head's out the sand. Or they would decapitate the heads of all the men and then beard, build, beard, build pyramids. I don't know why that just hit me, but build pyramids outside the city gates so that people coming to the city would know that Assyria had been there. Now, what we have to know about this story is this. Jonah was a prophet from Israel. Israel was the direct enemy of Assyria. See how that's going? You want to send little Jonah into the place where heads are decapitated. This is what he's thinking. It's not that he's like, oh, I just don't really feel like going to Nineveh. So I'm going to catch a ship out of here. No, no. What he was saying was, if I go, chances are pretty good I'm going to die. But yet we, we still can't even wrap our heads around inviting somebody that we work with or our neighbor down the street to come to church. What if God asked you to go to... Um, any of those places that CNN reports on where they're decapitating the heads of right on national TV of Christians. So let's, let's, let's weigh out how bad we really got it when he's just saying, hey, I need you to go and make disciples. Can you just start with inviting somebody to church? If you need clarification of what that looks like, check out with Nicole. She will help you. She brings somebody to church almost every week. That's not to put you on the spot, but I'm just saying. Oh, me. (laughs) We got to think about it. Number one, why Jonah did it? Then two, we got to match ourselves up and go, we don't really have it that bad. But when Jonah gets the word, he's not like, "Mm, I just don't feel like like it. No, he knew what was going to happen. He knew what was possibly going to happen. Jonah was called to go, listen, Go and serve his enemy. Who's that sound like? Jesus. Jonah was was being dispatched to go and serve and point out that they were doing it wrong. (laughs) I don't think that he would have lasted really long in that moment. In that moment. He wasn't prepared. Everybody say preparation is important. Listen, when we came to Chiefland, to Chiefland, almost four years ago now, we immediately, speaking of coming to serve your enemy, we thought, there was a lot of stuff, details and and other things, but we quickly became the enemy to a lot of different people that we thought would be on our side because we all were supposed to be Christians. We quickly became the enemy to people who who didn't want to change their agenda. Remember what God called Jonah to do. See, as I'm beginning reading this, I'm seeing the parallel between Jonah's life and my life. Again, I'm not up here trying to play a violin about, oh, Pastor Bradley got it so bad. No, no, no. I'm trying to get you to see because we can read about Jonah, but we can't see. We don't really know the details. But when I stand up and go, it's almost a carbon copy to some extent. Now, I don't believe anybody in chief wanted to decapitate me and set me outside, you know, in the sand. I'm always checking over my shoulder just in case. But, 
but we quickly became the enemy to people who, who didn't want, who, who, who didn't want to uh, uh, give up on their own agenda. They didn't want to give up their old habits. They didn't want to give up their old religious traditions and rituals. That's why some Wednesday nights it's real easy to preach and then other Wednesday nights it's not real easy to preach because I know that I'm pushing in some areas that have been very strong in this area for a long time and I have to remind myself that God called me to be here and when I start doubting and think it's time to leave and jump on a ship, I got to remember, God didn't bump his head when he gave me the direction of what to do and you need to think the same thing over your life. Anytime God has told you, given you specific instructions on how to live your life and be an example for the people around you and the enemy causes you to doubt that you're even effective in doing it, tell the devil to go to hell. I knew that'd get your attention. That's the language we understand, Brother Bradley. Go to hell, devil. Well, I thought the devil was in hell already. No, no, no. If he was in hell, we wouldn't have any problems. He's not there yet, but he will be one day. In 2017, God is going to ask you and I and this ministry to do things that we don't necessarily like. My question to you tonight is, are you prepared? Why is it important? Why does he do this? Because it requires us to get beyond our zones of comfort and trust him. Why don't he just ask us to do something that that we're comfortable with? Because it looks too much like you. Looks too much like me. He wants us to trust him and to lean on him. Listen, you may have a legitimate reason of why you just don't want to do that thing. How How many have something that God is, you know God has anointed you to do? In reaching people. Let me just say, he's called all of us to make disciples. So let me just throw us all in the the boat together, okay? But that we've all, we can all come up with legitimate reasons why we can't. Let me tell you something, that's called delayed obedience. But can I tell you that delayed obedience is still disobedience, church. (laughs) Ever see a mom? Hey, Tim, one. Ever see a mom do that with her kids? One. Shut up, Zach. Two. All right, Brittany, two and a half. We play that same game with God. The Bible says, let your yeses be yes and your noes be noes. Don't teach your kids that game or see how far out I can get before I get knocked in the back of the head. Try that with Dennis Weber. Boy, I remember bowing up one time when I was a kid. I thought I was like Superman flying across the room. I didn't need no help. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sometimes you look at you look at what you what you think and you say, I got this. No, you don't. <laughs> Didn't take but one time. But a lot of us play that same game with God. Listen, when God speaks to you, it won't always be what you like. Why do you keep saying that? Because of the time when God asks you to do something, it's gonna be something that you don't like, don't understand, can't comprehend. How in the world? Why? Because he wants you to trust him. Trust him. Lean on him. <laughs> Oftentimes we pick and choose what things we want to believe and what thing out of the Bible. We we pick and well, I, I, I don't believe that. We pick and choose what part we want to obey with God. What's convenient to us. 
Talking about Jonah, talking about being a runner. Remember what I told you, there's lots of different levels of being disobedient. There's lots of different levels of, of being a runner. We all got a little Jonah in us. Not Jonas, brothers. Jonah in us. See, I'd have had the kids' attention. Oh, Jonas, brothers. I almost broke out in that song. Mm, bop, but that was the Hansons, wasn't it? See, that's what happens when you got girls growing up in your house. You got all kinds of weird music coming out the stereo. I'm just saying. Then you got your wife in there talking about, you know, back streets, back. All right. But then you got me in the bathroom singing in sync. So, you know, I'm just going to reveal myself. I can't put her under the bus and not, you know. Anyway, I'm sorry. That had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> But we do. We pick and choose. It'd be like a football player. I know I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm not really all over the place. I've got, I'm, I'm tracking. It's all in my notes. It'd be like a football player, you know, when the coach calls his name. Hey, Weber, you're out. And this is the play we're going to do. And it sinks in. Oh, snap. This is the play where I get tackled. Hey, coach, don't believe I'm going to play in this one. I'm not doing this play. What? That's how we do with God. But what we need to understand is, Our team may score a touchdown because I was willing to get tackled. Sometimes we mean to take one for the team. You ever heard that? Got to take one for the team so that the team can score and win. Sometimes I got, sometimes I got to come in and take one for the team so that, so that the, that the team can stand up and rise up and win. (laughs) Yes. Say, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. How many know if you're willing to get tackled, your team just may score. Are you willing tonight? Are you willing tonight? My refusal to even consider our move to Chiefland had everything to do with how it was going to affect me. That's what the football player was saying. It's not really that, it's not really that he didn't want to do the play. He didn't want to do the play. Why? How it was going to affect him. I'm just going to be honest tonight. All those years when dad would call and say, you know, hey, what you think about, you know, we'd show up and the, the elders would be like, hey, man, we're just believing for y'all to move down here. I'm like, y'all keep believing. Don't stop believing. Y'all remember that song? Okay. Oh, yeah. The reason I kept saying no was because of how it was going to affect me, how it was going to affect my family, how it was going to affect what we had. Oh, but do we have to give up some stuff? Absolutely. But let me tell you something. Sometimes God will ask you to give up some stuff, but I'm here tonight to tell you that he made up for it in so many other areas. God may ask you to give up something that is so dear to your heart, but he'll put something in there that you never thought you would ever have. You missed a good time right there just to say, thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you. Don't be so quick to say, I put my Jonah shoes on. I'm out of here. Put me on the next ship. Don't be so quick, because you're going to miss out on the biggest thing that God has for your life. I told somebody the other day on the phone, I was talking to somebody back in Georgia, and I said, dude, we're, we're, we're at the best place in our marriage and, and, and so many areas that I would have never thought. I would have never thought. Why? Because we said yes. Yes. I want you to stop talking about that move, Pastor Bradley. God wants to know, he's tired of asking you, will you move? I'm not talking about will you move states? Will you go next door? (laughs) Will you go next door? As the church, 
We must get outside of our small little world and check out the bigger picture that God has for us. That's why I said it last week. Chief in Florida, stop going back to what you know. You want the city to change, you got to do something different. You want different results in a church, you got to do stuff that ain't nobody ever done before. You want God to show up in your house like he's never shown up before? Start doing some stuff, activate your faith and jump in wholeheartedly with both feet and say, God, whatever you want. You want him to do something big in your life? Do something big for him. Step out. He's saying, man, will you move? Will you move? In closing, I want, I want to be that church. I want to be that church. We're stepping out to serve. When it doesn't make any sense, we're stepping out to serve. What, what, what are you saying? All that ranting and raving. What, what, what are you saying? This is what I'm saying. Your calling isn't for your glory. It's for His. Remember what I told you. What He may ask you to do ain't really going to put you in the spotlight at all. But it's not about you and it's not for you. It's about Him and it's for others. I didn't even go eat with my family tonight. I had to to lay back down because I thought it was going to be another night hugging the toilet. Sometimes you got to be willing just to step out and go, God, it's not about me, it's about others. I feel good right now and I hope it stays that way. The rest of the night. But I'm just saying, sometimes you got to push through when you don't want to. When your body says, I mean, the enemy's like, you, you really going to get up? Just keep, just keep stirring that thing. Let me just keep stirring. You really going to? Yeah, I'm going to get up. Will you get up? Some of you need to get upset that the enemy's on you all the time. Just get aggravated. We can't bring into the city what God wants to bring until the stuff that should have never been there to begin with gets on out of there. So we can put some Jesus on it. Because what the city don't, don't need, it don't really need any more Easter egg hunts. It don't really need another church. It just needs the church to start being the church. Church. Don't need no more spaghetti dinner. Let's all get together and and, and eat together. Those times are good. But what this city needs is to empty itself of all of itself. All these people that have been living here for years. Oh, yeah, I'm saying it right about now. Can't can't, can't get off of how grandma and grandma used to do it. We're going to... I got to be careful because I don't want to go to Midland. We're going to claim our state. This is ours, and we ain't changing. So we're going to go over here to this group of people who don't press us to change. Guess what? There'll be no change. You're going to die just the same way you're living. Hopeless. Broken. Man, I don't want to live that way. Everybody's standing all over this room tonight. What's God telling us? It's not your story, it's his story. Just because we don't like it, and just because we don't understand it, doesn't mean we shouldn't obey it. Did you hear that? 
Just because you don't like it. Just because you may not understand it. And that's cool. That's when God wants to, That's when God recognizes that, that it, you're, you know that it's, a, it's, it's about him. When you go, I don't, I don't really understand, God. Why is this happening to my family? Why is, this, why is all this going crazy? But I'm, I'm not going to stop serving you. I'm not going to stop loving people. Do you actually think the people in the Bible who were used of God wanted, wanted to do what they did? Take David, for example. I'm winding down, but do you think they really wanted to? Everybody say wanted. There's a difference between wanted, willing, and available. Totally three different categories. Did David really want to fight Goliath? Dude, this kid's 13 years old. Three armpits and a slingshot. Three armpit hairs and a slingshot. Did he really want to fight a giant? 13-year-old kid. When we hear the story, we think, David. No. David. Pimples. Little boy. Did he really want to? No, but he was willing. He could have looked at himself and went, I don't really know. No, he was prepared. Why? Because he had been out there practicing. He didn't really know why. He didn't know he was going to take a giant down, but he had been practicing. That's why we say preparation is everything. Because you never know when a giant's going to come up. That's why we say prepare before you come into church because you don't know what Monday morning, you don't know what Monday's going to, What's going to face you on Monday? That's why you got to be prepared. Everybody say preparation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was willing. How about Daniel? Did Daniel really want to go into the lion's den? I'm sure he wasn't saying, I just want to test God and see if these little kittens will really bite me. I don't think so. He didn't want to, but he was willing. How about Jesus? Matthew 26, 39. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. But yet not as I will, but as you will. Even Jesus said, Let this cup pass from me. He didn't want to, but he was willing He was able, and he made himself available for you and for me. Two things that still please God, and I'm done. Two things that still please God, faith and obedience. You want to please God? Can't please him without faith. Faith and obedience. Listen. In 2017, God's word is coming to you. As you make yourself available and say, God, I'm willing, his word's coming to you. If you come in here on Wednesdays, you come in here on Sundays, his word's coming to you. I'm telling you, his word's coming to you. It may not be like you want it. It may not be what you want to hear. But it's for you. It's for you. And it will be better than you ever expected. Anybody in the house want to just, just want to raise your hand and say, God, I repent. I have been a runner. There have been things. I'm not saying you just completely ran away, but you just said, God just simply said, hey, man, why don't you just go, just take 10 minutes, walk around Walmart, just tell them, say, hey, everybody you see, Jesus loves you. <laughs> well, that was weird. I ran the other day. 
Just take 10 minutes and walk around the store and just say, Sir, ma'am, I don't know you, but I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. Jonah came out in me. I had all the time in the world to do it. Something that simple. Have no idea the impacts that I missed because of my disobedience. So I repent. Anybody else want to say, I repent? Now, but repenting isn't, God, I'm sorry, you know and I know, but it's, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm making myself available. So now how many would say, I want to make myself available? So God, tonight we do. With our hands lifted up, God, we say. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways that you can give, serve, and grow.